You're listening to the Brand Spanking You podcast. My name is Sarah Ehlinger, former creative director and strategist for multi-million and billion dollar brands turned entrepreneur. After spending over a decade building my own freelance and online businesses, I know that creating a brand around yourself is a heck of a lot different than building one for the big companies. It requires diving deep into your mindset, going beyond generic tips and strategies, and throwing out the script in order to do things your way. Are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? It's so great to be back here again. It is summertime. It's solstice season. I feel like I kind of come alive a little bit during this time of year. It was my birthday last week, so I got all that, you know, energy happening. Took a little um unscheduled break last week, but I'm okay with it. Um, mostly it was so I could go celebrate my birthday at Disneyland. So forgive me. All right, today, what are we going to talk about today? So I want to record this episode just as a like response, um, a feeling that I had that's a response to a previous episode that I did. So if you look back, had a wonderful, it was one of the very first episodes. I had a very wonderful conversation with my good friend, Barry J. Ackerman. Um, it's a great, great episode and it's called, If I Can Do It, So Can You. And what happened after she posted that episode on her Instagram feed, she has a very lively and active Instagram community. I was noticing some comments on the post. That kind of bugged me a little bit. So I thought I would chat about it. And these comments, they were very nice comments, by the way. <laughs> so this was like, it was a very great response. But this is something I have seen throughout my whole entire life. This kind of response to things, especially people who are, who have creative pursuits. And I just want to talk about it. So what happened is there was a whole slew of people talking about um, you know, like complimenting her and praising her and saying like, oh, but you're so talented, but you're so, you're so talented. Oh, you can do this. Oh, but like, I could never do this. I could never paint like this. I could never, because you know, she's a very talented painter, but that ta quote unquote talent came about because she practiced like, yes, she was curious about painting. Yes. She wanted to paint and pursue painting, but I'm here to tell you, like, she hasn't been painting for that long. Like, she's been an artist her whole life, I'm assuming, because she's just that type of creative person. But when I met her, that was the beginning of her painting. Like, she had never painted before. She's like, I'm going to try. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start painting. And she did. And she practiced. And I have seen her get every year. Year by year, day by day, week by week, get better and better and better and better at this. And then people see on the feed and they go, oh, but you're so talented. I could never do that because that's your talent. Ugh. Bugs the shit out of me. Bugs the shit out of me. And I think one of the reasons why it bugs me so much is because that's something that I've gotten my whole life too. 
And now to see that, that, like, that's not a bad thing when you tell someone, like, oh, you're so talented. Like, obviously, 99.9% of the people who are saying that to someone else are saying it as a compliment. But, you know, I grew up playing music, drawing, painting, singing, doing theater. And it's always like, oh, you're so talented. Or um, because my dad is an artist, too. It's like, oh, you must you get your talent from your dad. Like, like, it's this thing that came down and there's a magical wand and like tapped you on the forehead and it's like bing there you go you're so good at that and it's like yes I have a natural curiosity um and natural pull to pursue some of these things but like I wouldn't be any good at them if I didn't continuously show up and continue to perfect and practice my craft like Here's a good one for you. So, you know, I love design. I think I'm a pretty good designer at this point because I've been doing it for 20 years. I've, I do a lot of different types of design. Graphic design, package design, in-store design, website design, um, throw in a little illustration in there. Like, I, I love it. But I've been working on it for 20 years. Now, let me tell you, when I was in college, so... When I was in school, I went to school to get a fine arts degree, not a graphic design degree. And I was in school in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. And at that time, that was like the beginning of the whole design industry switching over to being computer or digitally based, right? So When I was in school, I did take a graphic design class and I hated it and I was terrible at it. I mean, I was so bad at it. But this class was the old school graphic design where it was like paste up and like we weren't using computers for this class (laughs) or very little computers. And I just hated it. It felt it wasn't my thing. So it wasn't until a few years later when I discovered, and it, and not to say that I wasn't like drawn to design because I was, I really had this like curiosity and I was like drawn to like design as a art form, I guess. Um, but when I took that class, I was like, nope, graph, I will never be a graphic designer. Graphic design is not for me. Cut to, you know, like I said, a few years later when really everything had gone digital and suddenly like since the tools changed it felt more accessible to me it felt more creative to me i loved it a lot more i was willing to pursue it now mind you i was terrible like terrible 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 because i am 100% self-taught graphic designer and so it took a, a couple of few years you know for me to like really find my footing in it but that's an example of like, I just needed to find the right tool. Now, if someone would have met me and seen my work, like from that college course, or even like when I first started, they'd be like, mm, sorry, not talented. You can't be a designer, not talented. It, contrast that with today where people, oh, you're so talented. You're so talented at design. Yes, I had a curiosity that that caused me to continue to pursue that as an art form and then a profession. 
but I wouldn't be so quote unquote talented at it today if I hadn't shown up and just like continued to indulge that curiosity and indulge the different paths that I wanted to take within design. Because there's many different types of designers. You have to kind of like find your own way and your own path to find your own sort of like style and signature. And so that takes a lot of trial and error. That takes a lot of practice. That takes a lot of like learning programs that you're unfamiliar with. You see what I'm saying? And it was the same way when I was a kid. And it was like, that was more like with music. Well, and I guess it was like with art and drawing and stuff, but it was like music and performance and just like, oh, you're so talented. Well, guess what? I realized really quickly when also when I was in college that that talent only takes you so far because I was not willing to continue practicing and putting effort into performance. Like, I I didn't want to pursue a career on stage or as a performer. And so I didn't put that practice in. I didn't keep going. So yeah, sure, maybe I had some natural talents towards it. But because I didn't keep pursuing that, other people who did, friends of mine, very quickly eclipsed me and went on. They went on to become performers, musicians, headliners of bands, you know, so the reason why I bring this up and the reason why I'm so irritated with it is because I feel like when you see a message, and this is why I got so fired up about that post, you see a message and the message is so good. That's just like, and so simple. If I can do it, so can you. And you look at that message and you dismiss it because you're like, well, she's a painter and I could never paint like that. So that message is not for me. Lie. That's a total freaking lie. That message is for everyone. So maybe your curiosity is not for painting. Like for Barry, hers was painting. And so people thought if they can do it, so can I. And they think like, yeah, well, I could never paint like that. Well, maybe you don't fucking want to, right? Like maybe you don't want to be a painter. Then don't be a painter. I guarantee you, though, there is something out there where you look at somebody and you have a, even if it's a teeny tiny little twinge, a tickle in your mind, a mind tickle. (laughs) Even if it's this little teeny tiny thing that's just like, oh, I kind of want to do that. You don't have to immediately jump to like, I'm going to turn this into my career and I'm going to turn this into... I'm going to weave it into my business somehow. And now I'm going to be all about, no, this is how we expand our brains, our mind, the world consciousness is by following those little tickles, those little curiosities. And instead of shutting ourselves down and saying, well, I can't do that. They're so talented. I'm not. Instead of shutting it down. You lean into the message that was that podcast episode. Well, that wasn't the whole podcast episode wasn't that message, but there was a piece of it where we really talked about this notion of she has propelled herself and done things that she never, ever could have imagined doing in her wildest dreams because of that one simple phrase. If you can do it, so can I. 
So what is the thing? What are those things that you're thinking? Even if they don't make any sense to anything else in your life, there's, there are those things that you think, hmm, maybe, maybe, and maybe it's starting, maybe it doesn't have to be this big grandiose thing. Maybe it's starting small, like seeing that same person walking by your house every morning or every evening and thinking, you know, I would really like to start a practice of taking a daily walk. Well, guess what? If they can do it, so can you. If that's the phrase that gets you out and gets you taking a walk every day, great, do it. Because guess what? Going out and taking a walk for a lot of people, that's a lot of times when the best ideas happen, when you can tap into more expansion. It's a practice that fuels mental health, creativity, relaxation, so many things. So start small. If there's any teeny tiny little thing that you're maybe curious about that you maybe want to add, go out, find an example of someone doing it and then just use that phrase. If they can do it, so can I. Because guess what? If you are a human being, you can. Now, I also think, saying on the subject of like something as simple as taking a walk, I also think Following these curiosities, pursuing those th- these things, creating daily or weekly or monthly habits in order to build these skill sets, pursue these things. A lot of times people think they're doing it for some like outward facing thing, right? Like I'm trying to grow my business or, you know, whatever. I would argue that these practices, and that's why you you should follow those little hits and those little curiosities and those little things where you think like well if they can if they can do it like why can't i you know it's just as important probably more important for you to first do it for yourself and only for yourself and not for any sort of public consumption because sometimes you might want to pursue these things and it might feel like really vulnerable to do it Like you might think like, well, I have always wanted to draw or I have always wanted to sing or I have always wanted to learn how to dance or I have always wanted to know, learn how to cook. And maybe you feel a little awkward. Well, you're for sure going to feel awkward when you start anything new or embarrassed or, you know, like whatever, like you're going to have all these feelings. And if you immediately jump to public consumption, even if it's just like, well, I'll just like share, share this on my stories or I'll do this. Like those things for some people, for a lot of people, or I, okay, for me, <laughs> when I jump immediately to that, it changes it. Like it takes away the magic because it doesn't allow me to just explore the thing in my own time, in my own way and find out if this is something that it's like really gonna keep going after, really going to keep at, like it's really something that's going to fuel my great life, my mental health, my emotional health. Like when I jump immediately into public consumption, it sometimes kind of feels like it can stifle it. And I think that's really sad because you really do need to do these things for yourself in order to see the areas that you can expand into and like push the limits of and grow. 
Like that is how we expand those. I always think of like comfort zones as like this circle or this bubble around us. And it's like, that's how you expand out of that circle or that bubble is by trying these new things and feeling a little bit like vulnerable and awkward about it. And then kind of like expanding beyond those boundaries. And if you jump straight to like, you know, this is my new business thing, or this is the thing I'm going to post about on Instagram every day. Like sometimes it might stifle that. Now, having said that, I know there's other people who love the accountability of saying I'm going to do a thing and then either sharing it with just a friend, texting them, or maybe sharing it on social media. Do what you feel is right for you. But like, I want to impress upon you that there's no right or wrong. Once you feel curious about something, there's no right or wrong way to go about making sure you actually pursue and do the thing <laughs> so that you can, you know, hopefully potentially someday get to the point where someone comes to you and says, oh, you're so talented. And you can say, no, it's practice. It's practice because that is all it is. Everything in life is just practice. Okay. So I also want to touch briefly on what this has to do with branding. Because I have like I have a couple little thoughts here, so let's explore it. And in particular when I talk about branding and how I think like branding and personal growth are really intertwined. Like you can see already how this notion of like <laughs> following an intuitive um or gut hit curiosity and then working at something, practicing at something in order to build a talent in that area, you can already see how that's related to personal growth, right? So if you are constantly dismissing what you're curious about by hiding behind this, like, well, that's, they're talented. They're talented. I couldn't do that because they're talented. That you're, you're dismissing what you are actually naturally curious about. Like, if it's something that you're not curious about, then no, you're not. But if it's something you're, where you have that little inkling where you're like, oh, I, I kind of would like to do that. Dis saying that someone else is talented and you so you can't do it is really a sneaky way of your brain creating resistance. So it's creating this wall or this barrier that you can't cross because it's like they're they're quote unquote talented and you're not. But that's not we've already discussed. That's not true. They've practiced, they followed the curiosity and they practice and you have not. That's it. That's all. So all you have to do is get over that. So if you find yourself curious about something, wanting to pursue something and then going like, well, they're talented, notice that, catch it and realize that 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 is just a bullshit lie. I would wager that if you do this a lot, if this happens a lot, we're like, well, you know, they're talented, they're talented, they're better at that. Well, they can do that because they're talented in that because they, they know how to, they're better on video. They know how to speak. They have, they know how to pose in photos. They're a better writer than me. They're like, there's a million things that you have to be good at in order to run your business, market your business, brand your business, especially as a solopreneur, Right. And so you're constantly going to come up against this thing where like other people are better at you than this thing. Like, and then maybe you think they're more talented. They have like natural talent for that. Nine times out of 10, they don't. They just practiced it more. 
your brain keeps throwing this at you because it doesn't want you to stand out in a different way, to try new things. That, that's a protection mechanism. It's something that we've talked about before in the show. That is, that is just a protection mechanism. So you have to get good at listening to, there's, a, there's like a little voice and it's usually the softer, quieter voice, but it's the, it's the voice of love. Like you'll feel it, like it feels like love and it feels like possibility. And that voice is like saying, yes, this, I want to try this. I want to give it a go, even if it doesn't make any sense to anything. But if it's like, if it's a feeling of like, kind of like love and curiosity, then that's something to pursue instead of the other voice that's generally very loud, very um, knee jerk and like comes in right away like a sledgehammer. And that's that voice that's like, nope, not good enough. Someone else is better. Someone else is more talented. Here's the thing, because I, I have that voice. I have that voice every day. The thing is, for every single person on this planet, someone else is always going to be better than you. Like 99.9% of the time, someone else is going to be better than you. I am not the best at what I do. Like of all the different things I do, I'm not the best photographer. I'm not the best designer. I'm not the best illustrator. I'm not the best strategist, but I'm the best at combining these things in my own unique way and, and doing it the way that I do it. <laughs> See what I'm getting at? So if you're constantly looking for proof that someone is better than you, you will easily find it and that will stop you in your tracks. So you have to rewind and just remember that this is a journey with, with no end destination. It's just a journey where you continually get better and better and better at what you do and more and more unique at what you do. So the goal is just to like follow these curiosities and just create a more and more unique human <laughs> experience. And through that, we're expanding consciousness, right? Because unless you are like Michael Jordan or Serena Williams level or, you know, like those the people who have like reached the pinnacle of whatever thing they're pursuing, unless you're at that point, someone is always going to be better than you. They, they just are. And you cannot let that stop you. You can't. Because then that means that none of us will be, would be doing the things. None of us. So again, what does this have to do with branding? Well, if we think about branding yourself as a personal growth exercise, which it totally is, you have to think about, when you think about brands, when you think about branding yourself, it's really an exercise in standing out, an exercise in standing in your uniqueness, an exercise in standing in your own talents that you have like parentheses cultivated through practice over time. <laughs> it's really cultivating standing in all of these things in your own unique way so that you can stand out in a unique way. And you see how this becomes tricky how, you know, your, your brain isn't going to want to 
let you do that or want you to do that because that feels very risky and unsafe. And so it's safer to dismiss uh, wanting to pursue something new, wanting to fold something into your brand, into yourself that could make you more unique and make you stand out in a bigger, brighter, bolder way. It's easy for our brains to step in and dismiss that and not allow us to stand out by simply saying, oh, but they're so talented and I'm not. I'm not. I can't do that. I'm not unique enough. I'm not talented enough in that way. So never mind. See how it all starts to become related? <laughs> like there's no, it's like this, it's like this circle. I was going to say a circle. It's more like a spiral. It's just like this spiral that's like constantly spinning and evolving and coming back. I'm thinking about the like the the um, visual of the snakes like eating their own tails. Like it's just like, you know, how it's all just like so inter twined, interwoven, interrelated. So this is especially important if you are someone who identifies as coming from a traditionally marginalized group, right? Because this is like a sneaky thing that when we say, oh, you're so talented, when we go, when we go into that resistance, oh, you're so talented, I couldn't do that. When it's actually something that you, you know, you have that twinge and you're curious about and you would like to pursue. You are buying into the bullshit that has wormed its way into our brains subconsciously since the day that we were born. Because I'm going to tell you, <laughs> when you start getting fired up, seeing other people doing things and thinking like, hey, if, you know what? If they can do it, so can I. D that's like a big way of how we start to fight the system and change it around. because. Okay, let me ask you this. I hate singling people out, but since we're having this conversation, how many, and I hate making broad generalizations, but you know, how many straight white cis men in positions of power or prestige or, you know, whatever, have you encountered in your lifetime and you think like, you? Really? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I, I might be able to do this better than that. Or I don't know. Like, come on. We've all, we've encountered so many of those people. And that is because that particular sect of human beings have way less resistance when it comes to that phrase, like, yeah, if you can do it, so can I. Like, they see someone doing something, they're like, sure, damn, I'm going to do it. They don't stop to think, am I talented enough for this? The same way you and I might. They're not, like, weighing those scales. They're just going like, yeah, well, if I see someone else doing it, pretty sure I can do it, too. It's time for us to start doing that, too. And it's time for us, so let's bring it back to the whole point of why I got fired up to do this episode in the first place. It's time for us to start recognizing the sneaky ways that we still continue to hold ourselves back from that sentiment of if you can do it, so can I. And one of those sneaky ways, I believe, 
(laughs) based on this podcast episode, is dismissing that you couldn't do it in the first place because, oh, well, you're so talented and I'm not. Sneaky, right? Very sneaky. So now my challenge to you is to go out, start paying attention to those things that kind of come up, that you're, cur- you know, like piques your curiosity, even if it's teeny tiny things, even if it's like, you know what, I want to know how to make craft cocktails with rum at home, like I would get from a professional mixologist. I don't care. Like, it could be the weirdest thing. Who cares what it is? If you have the curiosity and you think, well, if someone else can do it, then I can too. Follow that curiosity over and over and over and over and over to see what will happen. And if you catch yourself, if you have that feeling of like, if they can do it, so can I. And you have that feeling of like, I kind of want to try that too. And it's, and it really is coming from that place of like love and curiosity, which, you know, let's be honest, almost a hundred percent of the time it is, then you need to do it and start witnessing, just start quietly witnessing your mind and the thoughts that come up and the things that you immediately want to like respond and type, even if you think they're coming from a really nice complimentary place, which they are when you're telling someone that they're talented. That's a nice compliment. I'm not saying it's not, but I also want you to witness if that is actually a sneaky form of resistance, keeping you from doing something that you could be putting into the world that could be inspiring someone else. It's your duty. It is your duty to do that. Because when you're holding yourself back, you have no idea how many other people you are holding back to by not doing the thing. Okay, I think that this rant is over. I think it's over. (laughs) I hope you have the best week ever. Thank you for listening as always. And I will see you back here next time. Hey there, if you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is to share it with someone else or post about it on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at brand spanking you so I can show you some love. That's at brand spanking you with an N, not an ING. Go to brand spanking you for show notes and links. And if you're ready to take it to the next level, uncover your brand superpower and leave confusion in the dust, head on over to brand spanking you slash spark to learn all about my brand spark sessions. In just 60 minutes, they've been known to completely transform the way people think about their brands and let go of what's not serving them and their businesses. That's brandspankingupodcast.com slash spark. All right, that's all for now. This is Sarah Ehlinger, and I'll see you next time.